Luis Carlos of Living Fire is here on The Antidote. It's good to have you back on the show. Yes, Dave, it's always good to talk to you, man. I believe the last time we, we spoke was when we released the Dead to Scene album, and I really missed our conversation. Thank you for, for the invitation. Absolutely. This is an anniversary for the band. Ten years. The neat thing is that your punk roots began even before Living Fire. So how did you get involved in the punk scene? Um, man, I always listened to rock and roll music. And since my parents, they used to listen to Bill Haley, Elvis Presley, Chuck Berry, that kind of music. And when I was a kid, I always liked like a fast music. So I always was looking for music with a really speed beat. So and when I discovered bands like Ramones, The Misfits, and social distortion that time black flag and i was in in love with with that sound you know that kind of music and most of them had a, a message to spread behind just the the music and that was i like it most there's something to to tell it was not just about poetry let's say like that it was a messenger behind the poetry it, it was not empty words and that made the whole difference for me so i grew up um, listen to that kind of music. When I met Jesus, like almost 20 years ago, um, I would like to record an album to listen to the kind of music. At that time in Brazil, the internet was not so good. I have no knowledge about bands like Officer Negative and that kind of music, so I decided to record my own music. Mm-hmm. You know, That was the beginning. I, I got involved with the punk rock scene, especially in the, in the Christian music that's so cool yes well as we were talking it was 2016 when you were last with us and a lot has changed with living fire since then i mean the band began as punk but now its sound is a lot more aggressive so you were wanting to do something new on the mercy between love and hate ep yeah like a this setup of the living fire is doing 10 years and nine from for our first album, ten years for our first presentation, and mm-hmm. nine years since we, we record Jesus Rules, our first album. And if you notice it, every album we record has a different style. You know, the first one is more raw punk, the second one is like a street punk, and the third one a little more melodic. And, and as I'm living in California now for this album. I would like to express something that reflects the moment of my life. Every album we record, every song we produce, every music, uh, every lyric I wrote express something of my life, you know. And in this last one, I would like to express something re- regarding my new face here in California. So I decided to use reference of the, the, the bands of the 2000, early 2009s, like uh, Suicidal Tendence, Black Flag, and of course, Body Count, the bands that I really, really enjoy to, to listen to. So I believe it was a natural choice, you know? Everything we do supposed to be fun, not just to follow the markets, you know, to follow what the people are listening to now. So uh, it needs to be fun. And if, if it's fun for us, we will do, you know? I still have the desire to record a rockabilly album. You know, maybe in the future, maybe to to celebrate the 20th anniversary, yeah, we will record like a rockabilly album or something like that. So it was a natural choice. 
for the moment we're living now. Rockabilly, that I do want to hear from you guys. <laughs> and if you notice, David, if you pick up um, our albums, I believe in the um, Every Sinner Has a Past, Every Sinner Has a Future, mm-hmm. there is a song that we pick up some elements of Rockabilly. Uh, the greatest name, if you, if you listen to the song, I use it even um, a reference from the Diamonds from the 60s. Oh, and right. the, that you sing, the song I'm, I'm an Old Timer, there's a little bit of rockabilly too. In the first album, Jesus Rules, the, the last song, Adore the Lord, has a, a rockabilly influence too. So maybe, maybe, maybe in the future. I've got to go back to all of your music then. Because I'm just doing a quick scroll here, and I've got 79 songs from you. You have been a busy band. Yes, yes, yes. It was really complicated to produce an album with just seven songs. You know, but I believe that the moment the music is going through, as for like a shorting album, most of bands now are releasing just EPs, six, seven songs, so... Was kind of complicated because it had a lot of every song we wrote, every song we produced. I say, no, no, let's do another one. In the very beginning, it was supposed to be just five songs for this album, but then it evolved for seven, and I'm, I'm happy with the release. And I want to talk about what I think is one of the standout songs. You know, when I saw that song titled Judas, I was expecting you to just retell the Judas story. But that wasn't it at all. You were actually telling a whole new story. Can you explain why you wrote Judas? Yes, man. That song is being kind of complicated because I received a lot of messages. Every music I wrote reflects something that happened in my life. And that's the sad part, you know. The name of the album Mercy Between Love and Hate reflects the mercy of God is the only thing that can avoid the love we feel to become hate in our hearts when we have some deceptions, when we have something bad happening, when we are betrayed, or when we have a bad feeling in our heart that can poison our heart and turn the love we feel into a hate, a hate for the society, a hate for a person, a hate for the moment, a hate for the family. So the mercy of God can, can put a wall and separate that hate and become you like a a pure heart again. So when I moved here to California, I, I just realized I just had knowledge about a lot of bad things, you know, people that betray me, people that um, that talk behind my back, people that used to go to my house, friends of mine that say, hey, we are brothers, we're family, and have the chance to, to, to speak in my behalf, like in a good way, and just say, no, 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 I don't know, Luis, I don't know. Because, you know, uh, when we start to live in fire, we have like a evangelism, we spread the gospel among like a really, really complicated people. We talk with skinheads, we talk to punks, and we, we try to, to bring those people to, to the church, you know. And, and some people, they think we are involved in, in a bad way with these this subcultures. You know, with the violence, with the, the, the political vision. And my, my particular vision was always about the Christianity. And it doesn't matter what kind of environment I was involved. So some people start talking bad things about me behind my back. And those people that had the chance to defend me because I'm here in California, they are in Brazil. They prefer say, hey, 
Uh, I don't know him. Uh, I don't know. I, I am in the, his closest circle, but I, I'm not part of his life and that kind of stuff. And that's really get me angry, man. That really poisoned my heart, you know, and I was feeling a lot of hate at times. That, that kind of situation bring upon a lot of bad feelings in my mind and in my heart. But the mercy of God is so great, is so amazing that without a single prayer, man, God was, was able to heal my, my soul, to heal my feelings, you know. And God used people from the church uh, here in, in California. I'm going to the Salvation Army Church. Use people, new friends that I made here that helped me in, in this new life without asking anything to me. People that helped me here just for love. No, not for, first for love, uh, a love for God and then for love for my family and, and, um, and a free love. And I'm saying uh, without asking anything back from me, you know, people that help me with money, help me with, just, with a job. That's what that song was about. In the very end of the song, uh, was a pray, you know, asking Jesus, heal this feeling of my soul because these feelings are without control. And um, Jesus just healed this feelings of my soul. And Wow, that's quite a story. Yeah, yes, yes. A lot of story involved in, in this album. Even for the, it's kind of complicated for most people don't, we don't speak any uh, Portuguese. The, the last song, Minha Historia, the, the translation, the free translation is my history. It's the second part of uh, my personal history. The first one we wrote in, a, I believe, was Every Saint Has a Past, Every Sinner Has a Future. I wrote the first part, and this is the second one. That song talks about the, my moving here to California, too. Most about, about that, too. I'm glad you brought that up, because I wanted to ask about that. Of course, I don't speak Portuguese, but I used Google Translate, the lyrics. And that's when I saw that it said, it was out of obedience that I came to this place. Because the family comes first and nothing else matters. If the world closes the way, God always opens a door. That's the translation. But tell me, has this move made your life a struggle? Yeah, well, we didn't move here in California because we think the, the hills of Malibu are beautiful or because the weather is good. You know, we moved here to California to take care of my family. You know, my son has some special needs. And when we realized that, when we have the diagnosis in Brazil, uh, we decided to, to do something for him. Everything was possible in our hands to make his life better. And well, I was talking to Dave Darrow, the manager of the label, and he told me, hey, California can provide you one of the best supports in the whole world. So that's why I moved here because of my family to take care of my son in a better way. And he, he's doing good, man. He's doing awesome here. He learned to speak in English even before we come here in Brazil. Like by the age of two, he was able to speak in English. Wow. Yeah. And now it's very hard to talk to, to him in Portuguese because I talked to him in Portuguese. He, he replied in English. I believe he's like a full adapted to, to, the, to the place here. He lives here. He's really happy here, and, and that's, why, that's why we moved to California. Sounds like he's a smart kid. Oh, yeah. Yes, very smart. Very smart kid. You were talking about Portuguese and English, and that's something that's cool about the album, because songs are included that come from both languages. 
But is one language easier to write a song in than the other? Man, I need to tell you, besides my hard, terrible accent, <laughs> it's easier to record the song in English than in Portuguese. Really? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why. I, I believe because I listen more music in English than in Portuguese, so the rhymes come easily in my mind in, in English. And in, in Portuguese, I, I need to think more about the words that, that I will use because I know the true meaning of the words. It's, it was kind of complicated, but uh, I believe I'm, I would say I'm evaluating, you know, I'm, I'm growing up in writing Portuguese and there is something that I really enjoy, especially when I try to rap the, the lyrics a little bit more, to sing in a rap style a little bit more, it needs to be in Portuguese. You know, it's, it's too complicated to me do that, that kind of vocals in English. So that's why I decided to put a Portuguese as well. Then how do Living Fire fans respond to having songs in two different languages? It was a, a kind of request, you know, when um, when we wrecked that, that to sing, I believe that to sing was the album who put us in a, in a top line of the, the Christian punk rock hardcore bands in Brazil, at, at least. And I always received message, hey, I like the songs, but you should write something Portuguese because the lyrics is important for us as we do Christian music and Christian lyrics. You should write in Portuguese and blah, blah, blah. That's why we decide. So, yeah, we will have a good um, response when we wrote in, in Portuguese, in, in, even in English. I remember uh, someone wrote a review of one of our albums saying that my, my accent gives uh, different flavors to the song. I don't know if that's true. I don't know if people even can understand when I'm singing in English, but uh, it's, it's fun. It's fun. Actually, you're quite easy to understand in your songs, no. so I never see an issue with that. I'm, I'm happy to hear that, man, because it's hard when you make music to control the pronunciation because it needs to sound natural. Mm -hmm. And I always try my best, you know, to, to make me understandable because... As I told you in the beginning, I believe most important of the style that we're doing, uh, you know, the message on, on the lyrics is more important. Well, we've spoken about the changes you personally and your music have both gone through. But I guess the one constant of Living Fire is that the songs have always been Christ-centered, like on the opening track from the album, Face the Fate. So... Is that what music is all about for you? It's the message? Yes. Uh, my music reflects what I'm living. And, and I live the Christianity. I'm an, uh, an object of the mercy of God. You know, that's what I live every day. That's why I, uh, I live in my life. That's what I learned. You know, since I met Jesus almost 20 years ago, there's no way I can express another thing in music than his love. Uh, for me, to make music, it needs to be fun. needs to express my life. And to express my life, I need to talk about God. Everything I do in my life is to the glory of the Lord. As the Bible says, if I'm eating, if I'm drinking, if I'm sleeping, it needs to be to the glory of the Lord. So my music reflects something that I live to, and I live this Christianity. I live the the way of this way of life. That's what I'm trying to to express to the other people who knows me. The people say, "Yeah, you 
uh, hey, you don't smoke, you live here in California, here is pretty common, you smoke weed. And I say, okay, man, that's good for you, but uh, I prefer my mind focusing on other thing. So I like that people see in me a different way of life. And, and that's that way is the, the way that Jesus taught us to, to live. I try to participate of some projects and not Christian-centered, mm-hmm. but I wasn't capable to write a single line of lyric regarding another matters, another issue. <laughs> yeah, that, that's funny, but this is true. Luis, I'm really glad that we were able to get together again for another talk about Living Fire and also hear about mercy between love and hate. So thanks for coming. Thanks so much, Dave. Thanks so much. It was a pleasure to talk to you, to listen to your show. And we are here, man. I'm happy that you're glad. And I hope our audience here would understand a little bit more about the album and they are enjoying our music. <laughs>